It's BCFM Radio is one of breakfast. Good morning. It's 9.38. Ashley Desira is uh, our next guest in this morning. Now, she's in to talk about her son, Aaron, who has autism and ADHD. If you don't know what that is, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. She's faced a battle in the past getting her son, Aaron, an appropriate education for his needs. Uh, he's now getting work experience, but it's been a long battle with a local authority on the way. Send education in Bristol. Has been a bone of contention for some time for many parents. We've spoken a lot over the last few years about the SEND provisions. Now, legally, a child needing uh, a SEND plan should be issued with one uh, within 20 weeks. But Bristol City Council has failed to do this during the second quarter of 2019. Figures indicate that the deadline was missed in 98% of cases. The council blamed a lack of resources and staffing issues, but campaigners have branded it a crisis. Sally Kent from Bristol Independent SEND Group said... Vulnerable families and children were being left with no access to services in what she called a national crisis. Families are on antidepressants because it's not just the children, but also the families that are going through hell with no access to services, she added. In a progress review, the council said it was looking to take money from the early years school budget to plug the gap for SEND services. The review also explains the failings are due to a lack of resources and staffing shortages. Alison Hurley, the council's director of skills, said, We've invested $1.4 million in SEND and recently advertised 24 new posts for specialised staff. She added, I recognise that this is of little comfort to the families waiting for a review or decision who need to see the results of this investment. I share their their ambition of improving the system and I'm confident that this extra money will have a positive impact but it will take time to effect. In December, a joint report by Inspector Ofsted and the Care Quality Commission found that the system for special educational needs in Bristol was, quote, not fit for purpose and disturbingly poor. The council responded at the time to apologise unreservedly to families who had been let down by the system and added that challenges had been exacerbated by a reduction in central government's funding services. Bristol City Council is now developing an action plan to address the concerns highlighted in that report and in the coming weeks we will get spokespersons from the City Council and I guess in balance it is important to point out that Bristol City Council are not the only local authority failing massively. This is this is um, typical from local authorities across the country and it will be very rare to find one that somebody can turn around and say that they're completely satisfied uh, Hashinda, let's get you in close to that orange uh, microphone this morning. Uh, welcome uh, to the One Love Breakfast. You can have your headphones on if you want, but you don't, you don't need them if you don't. As long as I can hear you, that's the most important thing. So welcome, first of all. Good morning, Pat. I've known about so many of these issues for such a long time because I followed what you've been doing, even though we haven't always been in direct contact. So I've seen your social media posts and I've seen the stories. And I can only, as a parent myself, I can only gasp and try in some shape or form to sympathize not sure if i can empathize in that way though though i've had much work with with young people about what you've had to go through because your struggle has has gone on for how many years oh my goodness well aaron is now 18 so he was diagnosed just after two years of age two and a half it's just been hell absolute hell um you know you've just uh, pointed out how difficult it is to receive any form of education for our children with autism um and it's just been a very difficult journey my journey is particular because 
I'm um, very passionate about the way I teach Arun, and I've been running his education for 16 years as a parent. Um, I run ABA, which is um, Applied Behaviour Analysis. Okay. It's a form of education, it's a form of therapy intervention that we use to teach our children to break down instructions and get the best response from a child. Um, however, it's, it's extremely expensive as, as, a, as a, a programme and the local authority are very hard about providing any income, um, any sufficient uh, funds for parents to access this. Why, why is this, uh, Hashinda, for Aaron and for you, why is it that, that it's so difficult? I mean, you know, children can be statemented, they can have special educational needs, and by law, yes, local authorities must provide so so why don't they because they don't understand for you know for a reason i'm doing the intervention program which is aba so it's specific but i'm here to advocate for aba aba is the best way forward for a lot of children particularly in their severity as Aaron is so tell us tell us a little bit about Aaron, just so that so yes, our listeners that, that um so i've not met Aaron, but I feel I can get an idea from from reading much of what yes. you've written uh, and from seeing some beautiful pictures and amazing uh, stuff. But also within those pictures, sometimes you you can sense the struggle that, that you've had. So tell us a little bit yes. about Aaron. Well, Aaron was um, uh, two and a half when he was diagnosed. His father has a background uh, as a scientist, so he's the one who actually went on board to uh, find out about uh, the autism, sent off urine samples to various universities for metals in the body yeah. and to find out what this was. I didn't know a thing about it. As you know, I'm from a fashion background, sure. so that was yeah, totally yeah. different. And um, Aaron was diagnosed with this severe condition um, by the um, NHS. But what we had to do to um, get this up and um, running quite quickly was to remortgage our home, which cost us thirty, forty thousand pounds to get the money out in order to go to Harley Street in London, which we didn't have the money for. You know, that's why we had to remortgage our home. Right. But we believed in this process. And we had a speech therapist to examine our own. We had a diagnosis very quickly, uh, privately. But alongside that, we did the NHS diagnosis as well, which took forever, as you can imagine, for most parents, even now, 16 yeah. years on. And our was so very how, severe. How long will it will it have taken us in there? I mean people are going to be listening now yes. think, hang on a minute you have a child uh, your child has been diagnosed with something surely the National Health Service uh, and, and, and the Education Service etc etc should provide what, well, what you as parents and Ch yeah. ch child should need surely they make it very very hard pat because they don't want to open the floodgates to providing um sufficient uh, um, professional help for our children so what so so what do they offer you then well they didn't anything. offer us anything they just uh, carried on with their nhs diagnosis and that took months and months right uh, in the meantime it took us weeks to get our private diagnosis and kickstart yeah. our aba program we had to then convert our garage into a classroom which still exists for Aaron within our home yeah. so my home has now become almost a care home for Aaron's needs Aaron is a total flight risk he has ADHD he runs away from adults he can run away from a car he can run away into the road right. he uh, has no sense of danger 
Um, and it's just very hard. And there are so many children and young adults being diagnosed now, probably because there's better diagnosis, but at sure. the same time, it's very hard to get that diagnosis. Right. And I really feel for those parents out there. So I just wanted to get this point across that, you know, if you can get your hands on ABA, that's the best way forward because it is the most magnificent way to teach our children. And how, how did you come across this? Was it because through the research that you... Uh, and and your husband did yes. in, in, in terms of finding out what would be the best solution for Aaron? It was the best solution because we had Portage. Um, those of you out there who still have that, I, I think it still continues. Portage was a one-to-one service that we received. So she only came for one hour a week. And I yeah. thought, well, this is nonsense. This isn't going right. to work. As you know, I've got a background in teaching, so I'm very passionate about teaching yeah. as well. And I thought, but it is good. This one hour is really, really good. So if and we what, can, what, what did that hour kind of it, um, include? She would do one-to-one language therapy, um, speech therapy. We would break down instructions. But Oren didn't have any vocabulary, remember. He only had sounds. Uh, he, he would only be able to uh, um, put sort of mutter sounds not words right and we had to break down the alphabet we had to teach him very very specifically and into small little tasks with the aba program so we embarked on uk yap united kingdom young autism project that came on board and i've had to fight for tutors as you know i've had to do video recordings of myself go on radio go on tv to recruit advertise and uh, do all of that and train tutors myself. However, I will say though, Pat, my journey, it takes a particular type of person to do it. And I've been fortunate enough and passionate enough to push my way through. Hmm. I've had to relentlessly push where Oren's stolen chips off someone's plates and a plate and someone's come to me and said, you need to teach your um, child some manners. And you think, right. actually, he has autism. What's your excuse? Right. You know, I've had to really be passionate the LA have now come up with significant um, help and support, but I've had to shout from the rooftops. I've had to get the local MP involved, the education secretary involved, and we shouldn't have to do this because it's a matter of law to provide education for our child. What what toll? I mean, we'll talk about Aaron in a second. We got we got a few minutes left, but but in terms of you as a as a human being, as, as I said. Um, and as of you, you've said before, you were involved in artistic stuff. So you're, you know, yes. an artist. Absolutely. Um, what's been the toll on you? It's been, it's been hell, Pat. I mean, you know, when you look at me and everyone looks at me, they think me all up together. And I do. I'm very proud of myself and the education I've received to be able to do this. But my background, as you know, is in fashion and textiles. I was a designer, I was leading um, a British Asian designer of Great Britain. I did enormously well. And when Aaron was diagnosed, I had to give that up. I did a secondary degree in teaching. I taught at Filton College. I had to give that up. And um, I had a studio built and I started painting. Um, It's cost me my marriage. Uh, I'm no longer married. And it's very hard to meet anybody. 90% of men walk out on children with disabilities. It is an NHS fact. 
It costs £365,000 to put one child into care per year. And we're doing it for a minute amount to keep the pressures off the government by doing it ourselves. So please, whoever's out there, clinicians, professionals, please help and support and see how fantastic ABA is. And if you can get children into schools or start programmes at home, um, it shouldn't have to cost us our homes and our livelihood, mm. but it does. And artistically, I'm painting, Pat. I'm, um, it's become my therapy, and that's become um, some of my work now. I've seen. Thank you. I've Thank seen, you. seen much. And, and, and this is the, I'm not saying it's the shocking bit, but, uh, you know, we, sh- we shouldn't be surprised. Um, but you've managed to still, as, as you say, for, for you it's therapy. It is. Uh, but you've managed to still... Uh, gets uh, some of your stuff out and exhibitions and and, and, and people are are seeing your work as well, aren't they? They have. I currently have work in um, the Nutmeg uh, restaurant in Clifton Village, um, uh, the Mint Rooms in Bristol, uh, the Radisson's Blue in London, and um, I'm giving 10% uh, as a donation to FACE, the charity in Bristol, that helps and supports children and young adults with autism, other disabilities, and ADHD please support Mm. me go down to the Arnold Feeney and buy one greeting card that they're they're stocking at the moment and 10% of that will go to this charity the more we can get the word out the better and we'll talk and see how BCFM can support you as well Um, I read a really moving post from you a few years back and it spoke about you and social isolation in terms of, um, you know, you've spoken about your, your marriage breakup, but actually as a mum, trying desperately to provide the best for your son. Socially for you, it, yes. w- it wasn't even just about finding, you know, maybe a partner or, or, or it was just about socially. Where was there for it's, you to go? Yeah. People stopped coming to see you. People wouldn't come to the house anymore. They That's didn't know right. how to react to Aaron. That, that must be, you know, that must be heartbreaking for it you. It is heartbreaking. Our children. And for Aaron. Yes, our children are children, aren't they? It doesn't yeah. matter what disability they have. They Absolutely. still have the same blood running through their body. Yeah. They deserve the same rights as, as any other child. And I love Aaron very much. And he will be at the forefront of my mind always. Um, Friends that I've known for over 30 years since I was a child have given up. Uh, The journey of trying mentally to support Aaron with his autism and to live my mainstream life has been really tough. And it, again, takes a particular type of person Mm. to be able to do the both. I love life, as you know. I love meeting people. I love socialising. I love doing my work. Um, I'm passionate about all of those things. But my goodness, the journey is horrendous. And, Mm. you know, if you know anybody out there that has this condition, please invite them in. Just 10, 15 minutes of your time to gracefully give a cup of tea. You know, just to be able to encourage and participate in other people's lives is enormous Mm. we all live through our children you live through your child your children and you make friends through your children it's very difficult for parents with children with autism they can't do that because Mm. it's a social communication issue and I've been called needy. I've been called all sorts of things. And it's really bizarre psychologically. It's very bizarre, yes. Mm. I mean, it's bizarre because um, psychologically you've got people saying to me what an amazing advocate I am. I have over 400 followers now on my small page. Yeah. Can I 
can I let the of course you can hear? go for it. it the small Facebook page I have is a spoonful of autism so please go on that page and follow our journey it might encourage you you can see step by step how we do the ABA and I really want to get the word out so um, you know this is the way forward and I think you were coming back to the point earlier in, in the interview and um, you mentioned about you know it's a given right for our children to have education absolutely I think in every city in this country we need to have a school and a college with provision for ABA. You cannot do it lightheartedly. What the local authority are doing is just giving a couple of hours here and there to shut parents down. It needs to be full on or not at all. Otherwise, it doesn't work. So for people from the council, you know, our mayor regularly listens, our councillors regularly listen uh, to this programme. And also for other parents as well, who I would say, and I, and, and I don't want to take anything away from what you've done, but what mm. I would say is that ever since I've known you, Hashinda, um, you've always been a driving force, extremely eloquent and be able to, uh, you know, and, and being Thank able you, to, to fight. Think of some of those parents who you will have met that feel that they missed out on education, maybe because of where yes. they live. And, and, and they, they don't know how to fight. Yes, um, and, and they hard. will have somebody. They'll be in a position to you, but you know, thankfully, you have loving family around you. Yes, maybe some of those don't. There so are there are parent support groups, yes, yeah. uh, parent carers support groups that you can access. Yeah, there are local community support groups you can access. I belong to the BS10 right. uh, support group. Um, I pop in occasionally with a cup of tea, yeah. but I am a different type of person again. Sure. You know, I can be a bit too much at times yeah, yeah. because I'm very passionate, as you said. Sure. And and a lot of parents aren't but honestly if you can just focus on trying to understand how to help your child but don't lose yourself in the journey that's Mm. the most important thing is be passionate about what you love doing I love the Mm. art the designing and I've done that because it keeps me giving gives me my identity in order to help our own there Mm. are plenty of support groups out there follow our page uh, contact me if you need to Um, and I've been trying desperately Pat to set up a focus group in Bristol there is an ABA um, an ABA Facebook page for sure. Bristol but my I just can't get the people on board well listen we'll support you with that thank um, you definitely we'll support you, we'll support you. We, we've literally got a minute or so left what I'd like to touch on really quickly is without this intervention yes. Aaron is 18 now yes. right tell me what Aaron's life will be like without it in comparison to how it is now I am very I really want to wrap this ABA round in for life you know the national age for children with disabilities uh, for education is 25 it rose a few years ago from 20 to 25 our life doesn't stop at 25 our children need to um, learn still how to make a cup of tea they need to learn how to put their socks on how to get dressed brush their hair their social Uh, communication situations to learn I don't know what the future holds for me but I'm just trying to wrap what I can around Arun um, for safeguarding him you know the number of homes that shut down only in Bristol of course it scares me to death Um, I would love to open a supported living uh, house um, of some sort um, where I can actually be very passionate and driven for um, other children doing ABA or would want to come on board okay. it's the money again of course Ashenda we could talk for ages and we will talk more uh, on this programme we've literally run out of time we've got seconds to go can I just um, say um, 
Can I just literally mention my website? Please have a look at my website and all the lovely paintings I'm doing. Yeah. Very colourful. Please go on there, buy a painting, buy a print, a card, and it goes to face the charity. And we will www.harshinda.com. We'll share all of that on the BCFM social media. Thank, Thank you. you so Slater. much. Pam. Thank you so much Thank as well. Thanks, guys. This is Bristol's BCFM on 93.2, online and on your mobile. BCFM is an award-winning community radio station for Bristol, bringing you national news on the hour, live from the Sky News Centre.